Hello, everybody. This is Kirk Henderson coming to you on Locker Room Live after the game. Josh Bowe is out tonight, uh, out being a human being. I think he was at a wedding, but I'm sure he was probably staring at his phone, and I bet he's going to be mad that he doesn't get to discuss this game. Uh, quick recap of the game before we start talking to uh, to people here. The Mavericks came out firing early and often, probably having one of their best home starts that at least I can remember in recent memory. Uh, really blowing the doors off the Wizards in the first quarter. They were up 38-26 to 26 and really should have been up higher uh, as the game went along. And it, you know, it, the second half or second quarter was kind of a, a, a slop fest. The, the bench mob for, for the Mavericks uh, which, you know, had been led by Jalen Brunson and Timmy, just really wasn't getting it done. Luca came back in, also really started getting um, basically face guarded, and the Mavericks didn't seem to know what to do. The offense got very sloppy. They hit just enough threes, but then the the Wizards went on like a 13 to like five run to end the half, and the Mavericks were only up five. The third quarter was uh, kind of a sum of all fears moment for the Mavericks. I believe they went one of 10 from distance uh, and were just really sloppy. It was the kind of quarter where everyone was looking to Luca to save them, and it just didn't happen. Um, In the fourth quarter, we saw Josh Richardson get benched after having another just putrid performance uh, and inserted into the game was Trey Burke. Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, led a, a you know a Mavericks comeback of sorts because they were down eight entering the frame, and from the seven minute point on, uh, it was tied 105-105 at I think 708 in the third. Um, the Mavericks outscored the Wizards 21 points to 20 points, and it was just a wild finish. Those who didn't watch it, I suggest trying to find a way to just watch the final six minutes. It was a whole lot of fun. Uh, really horrifying because Tim Hardaway Jr. had to guard someone and he could not do it. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's it's better to be lucky than good. And, you know, uh, Luca had a long mid-range jumper and then Luca trusted his teammates. And for his 20th assist of the night, found Dorian Finney-Smith Jr. with 9.3 seconds left in the right corner who buried an open three to give the Mavericks the lead. The Mavericks uh, nearly botched their defensive uh, uh, possession, won the final shot of the game, but it didn't matter because Bradley Beal missed the shot and the Mavericks walk away with a 125-124 lead. All right, I'm going to start bringing people up on stage. We're going to have a good time here. Um, I'm not going to to put any sort of uh, limits on y'all. I want you to have a good time. Uh, I do. I would like to go to bed at some point, but I don't know about you. My heart is in my throat, so it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be uh, a short locker room tonight. We should have some fun. All right, we have a long list of people because apparently I talk too much. Let's uh, let's start bringing on folks. Patrick, how are you? Patrick, uh, Kirk, hey, how's it going? I am hyped. It's midnight. I'm too old to be this hyped. Yes, what a huge win with wild swings. But as we know, our biggest game is tomorrow against our formidable. <laughs> It feels like the early 2000s. The Nemesis Kings are just out to, out for blood. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, I mean, like I'm I'm with you. You know that that ending was super super wild. I mean, I'm sure you'll get into it, but Jay Rich. I mean, that was another rough rough game for him. But yeah, let's bury let's bury him later on. I think we should at least try to revel because that fourth quarter that fourth quarter is why 
we watch sports and man, Luka Doncic shaved before the game. He looks 14 in these replays. This is ridiculous. I just had, I got a lot of fun in that fourth. Um, I don't know about you guys. Like defense is hard in the NBA. It's hard to do. So I would rather team score a million points in the fourth quarter, which is what happened. I mean, it was a 36, 27 fourth quarter. It was great. Yeah. I, like I said, I'll, I'll kind of keep it short. I mean, so there's a lot of people, but this is a huge win, much needed win for now the fifth seed. That, That's right. Know. Good. <laughs> and I mean, now, I mean, does Luca make it into the MVP consideration now? I mean, obviously when we were at the bottom, but now we, you know, keep moving up. I don't know. I don't know about MVP. I love that thought. I do think he's essentially secured a, a first team all NBA, which was not my thought for most of it. But if they close and finish as the fifth seed, it's going to be hard because the only other people in consideration would be who we got. We have Dame, Beal, uh, Steph. And I think it'd be hard to argue that to give them a spot with the team that he has a, re- a better record than all those guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks uh, for hanging out, buddy. Hey, no problem. Like I said. All right. Hopefully tomorrow is not the opposite. But <laughs> That's right. That's right. But we don't, we'll come to that nope. if we can. Thanks for joining, hey, man. No problem. Bye. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming up next, we have Sam. Sam, my man, how are you? You changed your profile picture from Kobe to Luca. I'm very proud of you. That gets you a diamond. <laughs> no, no, I just one. Uh, you saw the tweet with Kyrie um, and Kobe, and I was like, I love Kobe, so you know he, he's one of my favorite basketball players to watch. You're you allowed. Know, I, 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 I used to love it when Kobe and Dirk played back then. I, yeah, yeah. It was oh yeah. I just I got to tease you. It's, it's made me laugh for days, and I, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna salt you about it, but I had to for this this time. I'm doing good. How are you, man? I'm feeling great. What do you got for us? <laughs> this. This game has been really weird compared to all the other games during the season. It, it, it felt really different. Why? I, I mean, I, what, what do you feel about that? I mean, my heart was in my throat. I didn't feel like the sense of, I don't know, some some parts of the season have had this like existential dread hanging over it. And I don't know if that's just because of COVID, my real life being excessively challenging, or not just loving the, you know, the... The vibes were immaculate, according to Jill and Brunson, but I never really felt that. So, so this was just one of these games where it was it was good to see them power through some adversity because this this team has a tendency to get punched in the mouth and walk. Yeah, they they they, they have to back up from no, they have to come back into the fight. You know, they sometimes they back down and they just give up. But I like how they fought today. And then last year they used to have this problem in the fourth quarter where I swear they would. Losing the clutch so many times, it would piss oh, me off. Oh, they did. And then, and, and then this year, I feel like they're growing as a team, and they're starting to learn all all those issues, and they're fixing. Well, them. the dirty little secret of the year is that Luka Doncic decided to wake up one day and become an absolutely lethal mid-range shooter. He is in the ninety-six oh percentile God. of that mid-range. Like that shot that he took, that last two points. I mean, that's a banana shot. That's a, that's a like, like prime time player kind of shot. And you know, the the mid range is considered a bad shot because most people can't shoot. And he just like makes it look incredible. I like, I like how he's shooting the mid range more. It's making me a lot more confident in like in close game scenarios, how if it's instead of him shooting a deep three, when it's a one point game and five seconds left, he can shoot a little mid range because now he's, I think he's, at a certain point, 
he was more confident in his three pointer than his in his two. Now all we got to do is get the guy to hit a damn free throw. But beggars can't be choosers. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh my! He missed one. Uh, I, I, he he was making. He was. I remember the Grizzlies game. He missed some free throws that almost cost us the game. But thank God we have Luca Magic to hit that three. So that's right. One legged. Yeah, but that's right. Now let me get to the negatives. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. JJ Redick and Trey Burke both need to take a portion of Josh Richardson's minutes. I mean, God, Josh Richardson. It just—I swear, the only thing he's good at is his athleticism, which is basically just not. I'm not gonna say God-given talent, but and he doesn't use it. I mean, this guy on the Miami Heat—he he used to posterize everybody. Now I don't see him dunking. I, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking he's hurt. There's. There's no way he's just like playing at his normal level. I, I feel like he's hurt, but I'm not sure, man. It's tough. And then I remember in the first quarter, he was just spinning around the basket, and he just, hey, why do you shoot that shot? I mean, I it's, it's not it's not a good shot. That little fadeaway mid mid range, whatever you call it, it's like a layup from the the free throw line. I, I don't know, man. I'm really old, and it reminds me of, like, one of the special kicks Ryu would do in Street Fighter 2. It's like a spin kick. Drives me nuts. I hate it. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, but then, um, also, Willie Cauley-Stein, this guy, he's, <laughs> he's the best defensive center on our team. I mean, he is, uh, but, I, like, I, like, like, if the man would just jump and dunk the ball, he, he doesn't have the court awareness. He's very – you can tell. He catches those up high, and he doesn't know where he is. He just so looks his, at – he looks around. Mm, I, need, I need to look for the court, Luke. I need to look for, I need to look for someone at the three-point line. He's not confident just backing the man down and taking the damn layup. I know, man. But I I, lo- I love his energy, man. Him yeah. him and Dwight Powell, the energy is re- the vibe for them. The vibes are immaculate for them. Well, I, I appreciate you coming up, my guy. I'm gonna bring on somebody else. Thanks for hanging out. I right, see him, man. All right. Okay, coming up next, we have Brandon. Brandon, what's up? Hey, Kurt, can you hear me? I can. You sound good. Awesome. I'm doing great tonight. I don't care that we were a Russell Westbrook like tipping away from losing like on our own goal that was insane um, that's a good point i i <laughs> okay i'd forgotten that in the throng of all the crazy crap that happened the last last six minutes yeah i mean i think um i'm sure they credited it to willie but he did not touch that ball at all that was all westbrook um, don't care that we miss all of our free throws, like just living in the moment that we're in the fifth seed right now and hopefully we can close it out and stay there. Sorry uh, about that. My dog, couple... my dog agreed with your comment and was barking in, in, <laughs> in it. Oh, you're good. Um, couple things like Dorian. So whenever he had his kid, I just kind of like made the joke, you know, what if he went on like a Fred Van Vliet like just hot. Oh, I love this. Keep uh, going. How, yeah, how how he did in the playoffs and what is that 2019? I think. Yep. So I did the math after after he went six of nine tonight. Since he's come back from having his kid, I believe he's 57 of 122, or about 46.7 percent from three. That is bananas. Absolute flame. I mean, obviously he's not going to shoot that for an entire season or anything, but I mean, I feel like. Just the improvement that he's made over his entire career, I feel like 
he will continue to improve, you know, instead of being one of the worst, just white in terms of like, sure. you know, his quality, quality of shots versus his actual percentage makes. And if we get into a series like where, how Utah guarded him, you know, I don't know if Denver or if the Clippers would do that, but if he's, if they're just going to give the wide open Dorian three, I'm starting to become more confident that he can actually make teams pay for that. Yeah. yeah. His, his confidence since like the Utah game has been really fun. It's, it's great to watch. It's great to see a guy. He's really just been on a northbound trajectory the entire, the entire game, or I'm sorry, the entire season after, particularly after the COVID stuff. And it's, it's just nice because we, there's a Lakers game. There's at least three should have been game winners that Dorian Finney Smith has hit over the last two years. And he, and the Mavs always screwed up the defensive possession. So to see him get one (laughs) was so awesome. We still screwed it up this time. It's just, you know, Bradley Beal decided to miss an open three. I I thought we were done the second he caught that ball. That was horrifying. Horrifying. I mean, how good is he? God, how good. The Wizards are, are so fun. Like, that was a really fun team to watch because they play with pace. I really wish the Mavericks would pick up their pace, but like Luka oh, Doncic and Rick Rick Carlisle just love to play the the slowest speed possible. Um, but it was it's fun to watch Beal just move off ball. The way he was curling over those screens and just getting Timmy in a blender was really amazing. Oh, and then yeah. like Westbrook, so there's a, a New York Times story out that that Mark Stein wrote. You all should Google it and read it just about how how Westbrook is closing in on this really crazy. Oscar Robertson triple triple double record, and he's in his thirteenth year. And just watching him play with that amount of just like fury, he's he's like the Tasmanian Devil. I love watching him play, and also hate watching him play because it just (laughs) it felt like it was going to be one of those games from the first quarter, and the Mavs really just helped. Yeah, I mean, if you can survive, obviously, you know, with as many mistakes as the Mavs made, if you can survive a game where Russell Westbrook is making three pointers and his like patented like one foot inside the three point pull up, you know, two uh, shot. Like if, if you can survive that night where he, you know, scores 40 points off of that, I think, uh, I think you can feel good about yourself. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, just escaped with a, a W and like, uh, like they said, we got the, 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 the real enemies ne- uh, tomorrow night against the Kings. Yeah. The Kings, which, you know, we'll, we'll figure them out <laughs> later. But yeah. Thanks for, all right. Talk to you later. All right. I'm going to bring up uh, here, Christian. Christian, did they play with enough energy tonight? What do you think? They did. I mean, you know, towards the end of the second quarter and that, you know, is a little bit of a drop. I think it was more just bad play. Uh, but, you know, I think you could tell from the first tip, we went on a nice little run there and they knew this game was important. Um, so that was exciting. And I just want to say like, God, like, you know, he's obviously not a, you know, top 20 player or anything like that, but there are very few players in this league. I love more than Dodo. I mean, and it it's crazy this season. Does it not seem like he relishes those clutch shots? Like how many clutch threes has he made this season, especially lately? Uh, well, you know, as, as as somebody mentioned earlier, he's playing with the, the new dad glow, and that shouldn't be a thing because dad should be exhausted. But I'm really 
I'm just mainly pleased for him because I buried him. Um, you can go find writing on it. I was I watched him at summer league after summer league, and he was bad. And and I don't mean like kind of bad. Like I didn't understand why he was in the NBA bad because you go look at his three point shooting. He was shooting under thirty percent for huge chunks of seasons, and then all of a sudden last year he just started hitting. And it's a testament to his work ethic. It's a testament to his confidence. It's also a testament to like the Mavericks' confidence in him because you just don't see – they must have really seen something in him. Now, I will sass, and we can make fun of this now, and please nobody go tag Harp and say that I said this, but like I need the Mavericks commentators to please stop saying he's like an unbelievable two-way player because um, he isn't. Uh, but I will take the, the player that, that he is. The player that he is is very helpful and very special and, and just so valuable to what the Mavericks do because – I mean, he's been their best shooter for a month, and that shouldn't, you know, there he's a big reason why they're in the fifth seed right now. So I'm very pleased. Yeah, and I, I mean, the one thing I do think he, I, I wouldn't go necessarily a great two way player, but I think you know we just use him wrong on defense. Like against Jason Tatum, he was fantastic, and I think I it, it baffles me at times that we put him on quick footed guards because that's not yeah. what he's good at. Yeah, he needs to go against, like, you know, a small forward or a power forward or a Jason Tatum who is quick. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, diminish Jason Tatum at all. But he can relatively stay with those, you know, stronger guys, and he plays great on them. And I just think, you know, it's an exciting moment um, for Dorian. Obviously, it's exciting as a team, and I just want to kind of enjoy tonight, but you know, I think Josh Richard, Josh Richardson's been given quite a leash by Carlisle, and I think it's time, especially in these really, really critical games, like we can't let these slip away. Well, he didn't go back and in. He didn't go back in, and that's a yeah. testament to Rick. Uh, as much as we bang on the guy, there were plenty of opportunities in the final four minutes to put him back in the game, and he didn't. And I think that's a big reason why they won. Did? Yeah. He won. Oh, no. So, yeah. Sorry, I was confused. Yeah, I, I mean, he didn't in the fourth. He, you know, the last possession, which made sense for defense. Um, oh, sure. But yeah, I, but now, like, the stretch run. Sure. That's what I yeah. mean, like, the offense, like, the two-way stuff. Okay. Yeah, and that's what, um, you know, it, I just don't understand why we have the tendency to run stuff through him. Like, he is not a good passer. He is not good dribbling or any of he that. He has so been, though. He has been. And this is a confidence game. And but but I wrote in the recap tonight, he, he's had ten games now where he issued ten games in a row where he shot thirty-six percent from the field, twenty-three percent from three. That was his ninth game of the season out of fifty played, where he shot under thirty percent. That is too inconsistent for a starting two guard. And I wrote and, and I believe this that there needs to be a change within his role. I don't necessarily want to see him you know, play less, I don't want to see him start. Like, they they just have to, like, remix their rotation, do something, because it's, when it gets ugly with him, it gets real ugly, and, and there's just no other way to go. And and it was it was really exciting for me. It's a little thing, but, you know, I imagine getting excited at the prospect of seeing Trey Burke, and then the prospect of seeing Trey Burke hit some cool shots. Like, I was, I was hyped. That was like Bubble Burke. Yeah, it, it was... I... Like, it's just so nice to see someone like Trey Burke 
really, I mean, against the Warriors, he had a poor shooting night, but just so important on the defensive end. And a guy that hasn't gotten minutes in quite some time, but stayed ready, you know, works his tail off uh, when he is in the game. And, uh, you know, I'm just uh, happy for this team. Um, I'm happy for us, the fans. And, you know, I I think this was a very, very key win, not just in the sense of the standings, but really heading into the stretch run with that, especially that Dorian shot, like Luca is going to get him the ball in clutch moments. And Luca has that belief in him. And I think uh, Dorian does too, um, which is exciting. And, you know, I think um, when it when it even comes down to it, like we're without KP, we're without our quote unquote Robin, but this team finds ways to win. And uh, I just, you know, really, I can't be more excited after at least seeing the energy coming out of the first quarter and the ability to fight back, and that's what it's about. And this team, you know, isn't the grit and grind Grizzlies in any way, but they are gritty. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm big into it. Well, thanks for hanging out, Christian. Appreciate you having me up as always, Kirk. And let's. That's right. All right. So we got some people waiting. We've had a lot of people join the room. Just want to let it be known. Um, I'm I normally just go in order. But if uh, any of the ladies of Mavs money of, of Mavs Moneyball Hangout would like to come up and talk, uh, they get a, a, a line jump. Because this is, you know, too many, too many dudes is what I'm going to say. All right. Uh, up next is a friend of the program, Jason Gallagher. How you doing, Jason? Oh, jeez, am I on? Yeah, you are on. You sound good. How are you? <laughs> How are you, dude? How- I let you line jump too, but you know. Yeah, I was about I, to I, say yeah. after the, the, the disclaimer you just gave to everybody, I was like, I definitely just requested. But eh, thanks for letting okay. me jump on. How are you doing? This is my first. I'm feeling good. This is my first locker room experience. Um, I'm excited to be here. What a game! What's your what's your take on locker room briefly, and then talk talk to me about the game because I know with all the work you do, sometimes you don't get to see as many games or as whole games as you would like. Did what do you what do you think? Uh, I thought I I thought it was it was fun. My my general take on the NBA is is at it's as unpredictable as like anything in the world, and so I don't actually get that far down when we are like in a close competition against a team that we theoretically should be better than like I count the good hard fought wins as good hard fought wins, no matter what the standing sort of is, you know, sure. Just because of the brutal schedule and this sort of like every other day stuff. And like, you know, this season I've talked to you about it on, on the podcast before, but it's just so brutal that like, you know, the win is the win, and it was a good win. I love, I love it when Luca makes plays like that, and the and the and the team kind of comes through the way that Dorian came through. Like that, that is always, in some ways, more encor- encouraging than just seeing him go full hero ball. So sure. that was, yeah, I loved it. How did you feel? I felt really good about it because there was. I'm looking for this stat. Our guy Ryan Mainville. Of Mavs money, but okay, he found Ryan Mainville said this is tonight is the first game since August eighth of twenty twenty where the Mavericks won when Luca had at least fifteen assists. They were zero and four this season heading into tonight when he has fifteen assists. And I bring that up because I think that the the general consensus is that Luca wants to be like James Harden, that he wants to score, 
Yuck. I think he wants to be a distributor, and I think he wants like the scoring kind of comes as a byproduct of his team not being able to score. Um, and when right. he's in his bag like he was tonight, some of the passes he threw, oh god, I love watching. I mean, it's just it's LeBron like, and I love it. Yeah, well, that that is anyone who says he's like Harden um, only watches the sort of like complaining stuff or whatever, which I understand. It's like uh, definitely not not the best, but he's mm-hmm. way more LeBron like in his approach. And I, so much so that I, I feel like that I've heard I have I do not have this quote in front of me, but I feel like I've heard uh, LeBron talk about how he, he sees like a, a lot of similarities in the way that like. He looks to get his teammates involved. And if he sees like a sliver of somebody basically not respecting his offensive game, he takes advantage of it. And I think that that is the way LeBron sort of approaches it. And I, and I definitely see a lot of similarities with Luca. obviously not nearly as good. uh, So young, but you know, like that, 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 that pass to Dorian. I mean, he's made that pass a billion times this year. Uh, The teammates haven't necessarily hit those. But it's just so encouraging to see him still kind of stay the course on that. The right time of the year to come together. Yeah, is, Dorian's is really – he's his, like, offensive game – I don't know how much you guys have talked about this, um, but his offensive Let's game – Let's talk about it just, more. His offensive game has just been so awesome. One of, the, one of the cool things, like, you know that I work on, like, the J.J. Reddick podcast and things like mm-hmm. that. But so J.J.'s co-host, Tommy – has um, become basically a, a, a new Mavs fan. And it's pretty funny to get texts from him that's like stuff that you and I have texted about for the last like five years. That's like, <laughs> what is Rick Carlisle doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, and I was like, dude, welcome. Just like literally, well, I like wanted to hug him. Um, but one of the, his observations is he's just like, Dorian Finney-Smith is such an, an underrated NBA player. And it's sort of funny watching him play over the last couple of years. You, can kind of gloss over that mm-hmm. but you know he's watching him at the right time because he <laughs> tommy being like a a mavs fan for the last two weeks he is like is dorian finney smith like the second best player on the mavs like he's so good which i i don't i couldn't go that far but if you've only been watching the mavs for the last two weeks you might actually think so his three-point yep. shooting has been amazing he obviously like does all the intangible things that we've always loved we just wish this shooting was a little better i know that you know he he does the stanley meme i feel like you've busted that out on him a few times but um (laughs) (laughs) but he's been so solid over the last couple weeks which has been great it's been great it's been lots of fun it's been rewarding i also it's one of these things where i enjoy getting dunked on about being wrong about dorian i really wish i was wrong about christoph's porzingis so i could get dunked on about that but we're gonna leave him aside for the night though i will i will say the the rim parade the 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 uh, wizards had sixty points in the paint and the rim par- and and that's what Porzingis is there to at least you know theoretically stop so it's it's I'm glad that the Mavericks played just enough defense to win so. yeah same well right. I'll let you get I'll let you get on uh, with it thanks for letting me hop on I'm gonna do this more because I downloaded the app because I have a buddy now who works with locker room who is like you should get in on that because Kirk it's, is kind of crushing it somebody who works on locker room. It's he, texted, he texted me, Kirk is crushing locker room. You should get well, in on that. So, I, You know, somebody somebody said that I give off late night radio host vibes at all times. And I said, you know what? Why not put that to good use and actually be late night radio host? Um, all right. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Appreciate you. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you. 
All right, coming up next, our next Jason. Jason uh, Jiang, how are you? Hey, can you guys hear me? Yep, you sound great. Solid, solid. Oh, my God, that game was amazing. Just amazing that the Luca mid-range shots into the – oh, like, and then the pass the door into the corner. I, I'm still just – my heart is still beating from that, honestly. So, amazing win, amazing win. We should all celebrate. You could be like, it's the Wizards, but the Wizards have been playing really, really well. And this is a big game, and this is why we care about these games in the regular season, so we can be happy after wins like this. So I don't want to be have anyone say, we escaped with a win, we blew an 18-point lead, because yes, we did that, but we got it done when it counted. So there's that. Be happy, everyone. That's right. Second- I would have been so, like, it, it would have been so frustrating to come in here and be grumpy after a game where they were just really, they're fun. And this is fun. You know, that's why we, we watch them for fun because everybody loses interest in these when they lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah, second thing, I am still on Jay Rich Island. I am the only person in this whole chat, maybe the whole mouse fandom, that is on Jay Rich Island. Make your pick. This guy, okay. This season has been fucked by COVID. Jay Rich had COVID. Those first five games, he looked insane on defense. He was getting steals out of the wazoo. The Mavs were like a top five defensive team. There was some three-point luck there, but there was a lot more steals and blocks that there have, than there have been at any point this season. And I just think that in the playoffs, when they have rested legs, when they don't have back-to-backs, maybe guys like Jay Rich, and I'm going to count a guy like Maxi here too, who hasn't been as sharp on defense either. I just do think they can ratchet up a little bit on defense. So they're not like a bottom 20 defense or whatnot. Maybe they get to top 15 or top 12 that type of level. But I just think there is some defense t- defensive talent in this team, even if it looks putrid sometimes. And I'll count KP there too when he tries and gives a shit. I would agree with you, but I think some of this is scheme-related, where Richardson and, and and Dorian and the rest of them aren't allowed to be fretnik. That's why the, the Warriors game was so fun to watch, because they're just doing so much switching and running around like chickens with their heads cut off. It was just, there's energy. It's that energy that Christian talks about when he comes up on stage. And it's, it's the way that they play, the slow pace that they play just sometimes sucks the energy out when they're not hitting shots. And then that translates into bad defense. And I, I need more movement. I mean, I also do think some of this energy stuff is just, it's the last 10 games to regular season. That's true. Guys are tired. And like, we've had such condensed schedule. I just think when it comes down to it in the playoffs, and Luca's going to be the one, number one guy I trust to just be super amped for these big games, these national TV games. He is a performer in the clutch on the big spotlight, and I just believe that this team will follow his lead there. I like it. I agree. I agree. And yeah. also, secondly, I it's hard to go back to this, but in the first quarter, yes, the, the Withers missed a lot of shots, but there was actually... Jamish had some maddening offensive possessions in the first quarter, but I actually think... Like, that that awful... But he had, like, two or three steals. And, like, he was actually making impact offensively, defensively, and now turning to offense. And I do think, out like, outside of that third quarter, Jay Rich had a good game until that third quarter. But that first quarter, that second quarter, some of that, he was being very active defensively. And that was one of the better games I've seen for a little bit. So I'm still on Jay Rich Island. You guys in chat can tell me I'm a, a moron or a dumbass. But I want to believe in this guy. He might not be here for much longer, honestly. He might opt out, and the math might just let him leave. But Oh, man, he ain't opting out. He's shot 32% from three. He's going to – he's, he's taking better. that money. And... <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems impossible. But, like, 
she has she has to have an offer for at least like the mid level for three years. Like, come on, like one year, twelve million. That's even for how terrible Jayuj has been. I have to think he has an offer for the mid level somewhere, and he might just feel like, oh, I don't fit on this team. I have to go. But if we see him next year, and I do hope we see him next year, I do think there he might turn it around. So I'll get I like this. I'll get no, this is why. Here, but this I have is, optimism. Is... I'm on Jayuj Island. I'll be a Jayuj stand. Let's go, guys. This is a great spiel because sports is about irrational hope at all times. Otherwise, entire fan bases wouldn't exist. So I'm a big, I like this take because you know what? If you're right, you're going to dunk on all of us forever. And if you're wrong, we'll forget. So, you know, that's just the way it goes. Well, thanks for hanging out, Jason. Yeah, thanks a bunch, guys. Enjoy the game. Have a good That's right. All right, coming up next, we have longtime guy, Jesse. What's going on, Jesse? What's up, guys? How's it going? Great win. It's good. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Luca, man, his mid range just looks so good. And like it, on uh, just right of that free throw spot where he can't hit shots, he's hitting shots really well on the mid range. He's hitting like sixty three percent from uh from that spot right next to the uh, from the three uh, the free throw line, and um. He's he's really able to just kind of do whatever he wants in the mid range. He's got a little bit more space to just kind of move around and do his little fadeaways or whatever. It's kind of like we're looking back at Dirk and we're just like, oh my god, this is amazing! And Luca's just coming out and doing it. Like it feels like it's cheating. I don't know. Yes. It feels like a cheat code. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith too. Man, he's been putting up some really good numbers lately and. Um, he he's been I don't know I think it's like was shooting like fifty percent last or the in the last week I don't know what it is now but uh, from three so uh, I really like what he's doing there and my other I have a question and my question is do you think that we will be able to sustain fifth or do you think this is just a flash because we still have back to backs we still have a trap schedule coming up and I don't know if Porzingis is coming back in time soon. Do you think this is really sustainable or do you think we're just celebrating today and then tomorrow is a different story? So Matt Moore of the action network and locked on Denver came on uh, my show yesterday to he, and he does a lot of this magic number stuff. You know, Matt, if you follow him on on Twitter, HP basketball uh, is he's a, he's a Twitter lunatic but one of like my best friends because we're both lunatics and he yeah, really gets into this. He, well, he just, he spends a lot of time in the weeds because he does this gambling work. And what he explained on the pod was that he thinks that for the Mavericks to hold on to six, they need to go seven and three because the pacer or not pacers, the blazers are coming up hot and their schedule looks tough, but they're going to be playing teams that are potentially resting guys. Like the Jazz, for example, because like if you look at their schedule, it looks very brutal. Oh, they're playing all these good teams versus the Mavs, who we know that they're playing kind of weaker teams. I mean, shoot, the the Cavs are bringing back uh, um, uh, very Ver- shoot. I can't say his name. Verjao, um, uh for for final games, and he's going to get minutes because they're just kind of running out of warm bodies. So the Mavericks should be able to go. Uh, they should be able to win, you know, uh, uh, six out of their next nine in order to kind of hold where. Nice. 
Woo! I cut out. You there? Here? I can yeah. hear you now. Okay. I cut out. I of thought my I was going to have to take the pot over. All right. Let's... I'm sorry, man. Thank you for uh, for holding tight. Where did that cut out? Um, the last thing I think you said was uh, I don't recall. You were talking about the Action Network, and then you were talking about the tough schedule seven and three. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so it's like. They they need to kind of go six and three down the stretch from now on out, and they should be able to do it. But I don't know if 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 they can. And they but what they should do and what they do do are often two very. Yeah, like the one thing I would say about this team is, I think you know Rick Carlisle is trying to trick people. He's not letting anybody know how good this team is unless we absolutely have to win. He's trying to hide a lot of stuff, and when we need to get a win. We've been able to put it in a huge playoff atmosphere. It was like that with the Laker game, and it was uh, like that tonight. And you just felt like it was a playoff game. Like when Tim Hardaway Jr. hit that mid-range shot, it just felt like a mid-range shot like from the playoffs where you're just like, you need the bucket no matter what. So, I mean, like I really like that we're able to win these one-point games. I think it's going to really pay off in the playoffs as far as the playoff experience goes. Well, when you got Luca, everything feels good. So, so I at least like to take Jesse before I before I move on. Give me uh, pl- plug 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 Mavs lead and 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 tell people where they can follow you. Yeah, I just signed on at uh, Mavs lead. We uh, we're affiliated to Bleacher Report. I'll be tweeting about uh, Mavs games and stuff like that at Mavs lead, and then I have my podcast Kabam Mavericks podcast on all the platforms. So there you go. Sure thing. Thanks for hanging out, no Jesse. Problem. Have a good one. All right, coming up next, uh, we have Jonathan. Jonathan, what's going on? Hey, Kirk. Hey, uh, man, what a fun game. Uh, and uh, just just lots of moments to get uh, pumped and frustrated and uh, just fun to win. Uh, no, the one comment I wanted to make, just kind of clutch offense. You know, it, it. I don't feel like we've talked about it a ton uh, this season because it's been better, but just the the – our ability to execute in the last few minutes. And even tonight, uh, Luca looked tired a few times. Uh, I think he played 20 out of 24 minutes, but he's not settling uh, nearly as much as I feel like even early this season he was. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as we think about that mid range game, as we think about him trusting his teammates, those are things that really bode well uh, looking toward the playoffs and just this team in general for us to be able to execute in the clutch. Um, so just really encouraged by his his mentality and that maturation process. And again, I mean, the, the fact that he's 21, 22 is just insane. But um, really, really cool to see that. And I feel like that's been consistent over the last 20 or 25 games. Somebody must have had a talk with him about three-pointers because I don't feel – you know, he only took six tonight. Well, I guess this – no, my inclination is wrong. He shot the three-ball a lot, but it, it – I just like that he's putting his head down a little more and at least getting a little closer and not settling on the step back quite so much. It's it's something that, that you know, he can go to it when he needs to, but he, just, he needs to get better at different parts of the game. So it's it's nice to see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and especially when he's tired, right? Like, I mean, that's the, the toward the end of the game, and, and that's when his decision-making seemed to get worse in the past where he would settle for the – the step backs. Uh, but now it's, it's a little bit more, I mean, just that, I mean, I, we've, we've touched on, it, you know, I've talked about at the mid range that that's a, that's the level of scoring that I feel like bales or that, that like James Harden, because he doesn't have it 
in in playoff games and in high pressure moments he he struggles right because because when you can't when you can't fit us you know settle into a comfortable mid-range shot every now and then then you're really kind of limited whereas like a lebron or a few others that can you know a kd that mid-range game allows you to to just open up other parts of your offense. So anyway, all that to say, you know, I, I'm with you. I, the volume's still there. They just feel different uh, for whatever reason. Um, and, and I think it's showing up in, in how efficient our offense has been in, in clutch moments. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad for it personally because I need, you know, he's not really – in April he kind of settled back down to earth from three. He only shot 32% after – no, am I reading that wrong? Yeah, in April he shot thirty two percent from three after going forty three percent in March. So it's you know, it's good to see him getting back to some of what you know, at least a different kind of of, of offensive player. Not predictable. You know, yeah. it's impossible to guard. Yeah. So. Yeah, really fun. Thanks for hosting these, Kirk. Appreciate it. Of course, thanks for coming up. All right, coming up next, Xavier, what's up, man? How we doing? Doing well, Kirk. How you guys doing today? I am all right. I'm I'm losing steam finally, but you know it's we've been at this for forty something minutes now. You know what? I, I'm thankful that you had it today because I was negative Nancy when I first joined. I did, <laughs> I wanted to come on here and just complain about Jay Rich and a myriad of other things, but then you know what? I'm actually in a good mood now, and listening to everybody else talk about it, you know what? I can't be a hypocrite. I've always come on here and I try to preach positivity, and this time I take you know some of my own medicine. So you know what? I'll take a win, however we can take it. I feel dirty about it, but I'll take it. But I'm curious, Kirk, why do you think that um that Brunson only had, I think, you know, 12 or 15 minutes tonight? Do you think he just got pulled because of poor play? Do you think that's something that, that Rick is going to do moving forward? Or, you know, what do you think about that? So I talked in my recap about how I we all love the offense more when things are working when the ball is moving and Brunson is as amazing as a scorer as he is, he is an absolute ball stopper. He, and as Matt is noting in the chat, he can't really play with, with Russ or Beal either. So unless he's like kind of lights out defensive or offensively where he's hitting his shots and he just is, he's been on kind of a rough stretch lately where he's just missing enough. Um, it was, it was kind of a good execution call to keep him out because Brunson just, it's not he's certainly not bad he's not the player that I complain about when I really you know when I when I get frustrated with his play but it's you know some of the the misses he had are are, were pretty brutal and if you're not gonna do you know yeah Jason notes in the chat that he got beat by Raul Neto and and that's gonna get you pulled (laughs) so it's like those sort they just can't have that sort of thing and that close of a thing but you know that they got the win with him struggling is something else I think we should latch on to. It's like guys, different guys finding different ways to win is awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. And honestly, at this point, I just think we're destined to face the Clippers. Honestly, I've been driving myself insane, just scoreboard watching every night, trying to see if we can land the Nuggets. But it looks like the Nuggets are going to win tonight, and they're probably going to jump up to two. And we're probably going to get stuck with the Clippers. So you know what? Effort, bring it on. I hate those guys, and beating them in a seven game series would be love, but that's all. I didn't really have much to add today. But, um, oh, yeah, thanks for coming on. All right, coming up next, Tim, Tim Yeager, House Mavericks. How you doing, Tim? Tim, you there? Oh, well, let's try to try to quit and rejoin. See if we oh, can get your audio working. Can there you hear it me? goes. There you go. Took a little bit. Listen, man. 
we Mavs PR tweeted this out, and I, I can't stop thinking about it. We just saw the fourth game in NBA history of 30 points, 10 rebounds, and 20 assists. Oh, that's a great stat. From Luka Doncic. I didn't know that at all. Magic Johnson, Russell Westbrook, Oscar Robertson, and Luka Doncic. Each have done that once in NBA history. It's amazing. We're going to have to write about it. It's, it's, (laughs) yeah, that, that just blew my mind. And I added that in the the uh, stats rundown. But yeah, it, it it definitely deserves a post because that's just mind blowing to me, man. Um, It was just a phenomenal game. Everything was in um, the shooting pocket. I mean, I think I knew, I I had a good feeling that he was going to beat his career high of 19 assists tonight. When in the first like three minutes, he already recorded four. Right. He was just, I mean, he had like perfect alley oop passes to Willie and uh, to Dwight. And then his behind the back bounce pass to Maxi on the pick and pop was just like right in the shooting pocket. It just, you could tell immediately um, that he was on one. And so I wasn't too disappointed about the lead going away and it turned into a battle. Um, it was fun. And, you know, you, you got to take that. And Dorian, dude, last seven games shooting above 50%, I believe, from three. And then since his son was born at like 47 or 48%. Um, so just unreal um, just to think <laughs> where Dorian has come from. I know we get frustrated with him at times defensively, um, but if he can score 15, 16, 17 a game, um, that helps this Mavs team tremendously. It's great. It's great watching him him succeed. I'm very – very pleased with them. I did not know that about the about the stats thing. I'm going to be. Th- I, I understand now. I I, I kind of wasn't listening to what you were saying because I was thinking and looking at the stats thing. Like that's just bananas. My, about, mind uh, blowing. The fourth game in NBA history. Like it's that's just crazy to me. So funny thing about Lucas passing is. So I had one Slovenian follower ding me early in the game where he's like, "You remember when you said Luca couldn't throw lobs?" And like anybody that watched the Mavericks rookie year, like he couldn't throw lobs. Now someone made a really excellent point telling me that oh, he was throwing them to DeAndre Jordan, who you know sucks. But it, his his passing accuracy has spoiled me to where I get frustrated with other Mavericks when they throw passes that are like. Not like outside the pocket, because that's just hard to do. But when a guy has to move to catch a pass that should just be on the money, like Lucas just spoiled me with this because he's so accurate from often really far away. It's yeah, he's just got this uncanny ability um, to facilitate, and and it's grown over time. Because you're right that 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 rookie year it it wasn't it wasn't all there. Maybe it was DeAndre's faults. That that sounds a little bit better. (laughs) I like that um, more. It's yeah, more way, way better. But also, I'm sure he's grown in that area as well, uh, just understanding the flow of the game. And But tonight was just absolutely, like, breathtakingly beautiful. And I'm just so thankful that he's on my, my favorite team. That's right. Hell of a take. I agree with it 100%. All right. You got anything else before I bring different things nah, up? No, I'll get someone up over here. All right. Coming up next is Henry. Henry, what's up? Hey, Kirk, what's going on? Can you hear me? I can. You sound great. All right. Um, yeah, Tim kind of stole that set earlier, but um, the most, even more mind blowing than that twenty assists, one turnover. Ooh. And I did not it, catch that either. What do I do for a living if I can't? And it, see well, that's well, as someone ha- that has seen you type live turnover, <laughs> Luca live ball turnover like three times a week. That was. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> that was pretty awesome that That's he only had insane. one turnover. Yeah. My God. And also, uh, Luca has also passed Michael Jordan all time for 30 point triple doubles. Okay. Yep. All right. These posts write themselves. Oh my God. <laughs> like, our, he our might biggest... be something. He might be it, nice in the league. He might, he, be. he might stick around for a while. He, he really might. The, the, the post that has the most views all time was this aggregation that we did from this Michael Jordan story years ago in ESPN where he listed Dirk as one of like four current players from like the mid two thousand mid two thousand like to late two thousands and where he said Dirk would be able to play in the night in like the eighties and the nineties. And so it's like anything with Michael Jordan, like people just still Google his name. It's incredible. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, man. I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. Twenty to one and then an incredible like thirty ten twenty game. Wild. Um, and and lastly, um, to my guy Jason that is on Jay Rich Island, I I just highly advise to stay off that narcotic. <laughs> you know, seek help. Um, you know that's that's just not going to be good for you, man. Just just pull away. That's all. You know, that's all I'm asking. What what somebody called it a, a Jay Rich life life raft. I, I someone called it Jay Rich Atlantis. That it's not real. That is a sinking um, ship. That you need to get off of, Jason. Please, uh, Jay Rich Iceberg. I love it. I appreciate. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Henry. <laughs> All right, thanks, Kurt. Mm-hmm. All right, got a few more folks. We're gonna move right along. Lyndon, what's up? Thanks for coming back. Yeah, hit that on mute button there in the uh, nearest Hello, request. You there me? you go. Yep, you sound good. Yeah, I did not think the Mavs would win this game, Kirk. I was very, very shocked that they won. Um. I I I really do think like Jay Rich is like this it's 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 horrible. Like it's it's to a point where he's becoming unplayable. He's giving them nothing on offense and nothing really substantial on defense. He is yeah. like you I feel like Bill Duffy is the only reason he's getting this type of playing time. It has to be. I think they're trying to play him out of the funk. He started every game. But if the, if they pull him from the starters, that becomes a story too, and they probably don't want to deal with it. But it, I'm just I'm not understanding what's happening here. It's really something. Yeah. Also, um, I just want to give the Mavericks coaching staff some sort of credit because I think Dorian Smith's like development as a basketball player is really really legitimate. Not mm-hmm. it's not even about the shooting. Dorian Smith made some passes tonight that I did not know he could do. And also, sometimes where he drive to the basket and make some fin- and then finish some layups that I was like, this is not the Dorian Smith, Finney Smith from two years ago. So uh, I, I really do, like, Dorian Finney Smith's progression has been really impressive. And Luca offensively was, was amazing. But I have a question for you. Are you concerned about the on-ball defense you saw from Luka tonight in terms of playoff matchups? This is tough because if he's going to bear that kind of offensive load, he's just not in the physical shape to be able to do the defensive stuff. I mean, Westbrook Westbrook likes eating his lunch because Westbrook, when when the Thunder played Real Madrid five years ago, over maybe maybe six years ago, overseas, Luka Doncic guarded him when he was like 16 or 17. So Westbrook has had a case of the ass for Luca for like five or six years now, like loves driving on him. Small guards are never going to be his deal. Stronger players are who are who he kind of matches up well against. 
but it, it's something that that teams are going to pick on him for. It's a matter of what you know. That he stayed out of foul trouble was pretty interesting to me with how often they kind of went at him. I know that mm-hmm. they scored on him a lot. They scored on everybody a lot. So it's, it, this is kind of a tough game for that that like for him to do well. But it, it does have to hang over things um, in terms of of targeting him, but. You know, there's lots of opportunities to target all sorts of different maps. Uh. That's the problem. <laughs> they were targeting Tim, and Tim is like a, a saloon door. I'm like, oh my god, oh, man, because he just that too that curl screen. He'd stick his arm around, and Carlos sitting there yelling at the ref, "Call the moving screen!" And it's like, no, man, Tim is fouling him every time. Tim is gr- <laughs> Tim is grabbing his shoulder like he's a toddler, like he's trying to pull him back. It's great. It's great. I, uh. I I I think also with Tim is what what saves Luca is. I don't know the measurements, but Luca looks like he has pretty long arms. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tim has long arms, and it looks because Tim is like listed at six six, but he, he I don't think he has long as long arms as Bradley Beal or Russell Westbrook in terms of just like wingspan was really helpful defensively, and I think that's that's one of Tim's limitations with with the, with the defensive like guarding a guard. My favorite thing was when Dalton Trigg found out that, that Bradley Beal was only 6'3", because he was just swearing Beal was 6'5", because like he kind of uh-huh. gets up in Luca's face, and I'm like, Beal is broad. Like, he is a... Yeah, a, long arms. Like, really yeah, long arms. He, he was probably a hell of a multi-sport athlete until he committed to basketball, mm-hmm. <laughs> and... And it's just it, it guys just look differently with arm length. That's why they that's why it matters yep. so much in pre-draft stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And my final thing, please, please, to everyone in this room, everyone on the internet, if you're Kristaps Porzingis defender, get out of my face, <laughs> get out of my life. Send KP to wherever he wants to go, but get him out of here. He's, he's His attitude does not warrant his level of production. His simply the genetics of life. He's not made to play basketball. And three, his effort when he plays is never good enough. And in it, it um, I always listen to like uh, the Dunk Don and all this, and all these other podcasts, and they always talk about one of the most important things for like any type of viability and progression in, in the postseason is a defense with versatility. If Kristaps Porzingis is on the floor. The Mavericks have no defensive versatility. They have to do the stupid drops, drop, drop coverage like it's like we have Mason Plumley on our team or something, and it's it's just terrible. And he he can't play anymore. As much as the offense is good, he kissed his defense is too much of garbage, and his offense isn't even that good. Get him out of here, Kirk. Get him out of here. Well, I unfortunately the coaching staff hasn't listened to me ever, so we're gonna see him come here. back. And I I think he'll I think if he gets you know if he probably sits the rest away. I bet he looks okay. Like this is where his money gets made because if he goes into another, if if he either plays poorly in the postseason or can't play because he's hurt, his time in Dallas is done. Like that, you know, it's just it, that they'll 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 lose on the trade, trade and trade send him out. Yeah, trade him from no, Austin. Hey, yeah, thanks, Kirk. Dorian Finney-Smith oh. is the second best player on this team as well. Wow. Well, then we're in a dark place. Thank you, Lyndon. Appreciate <laughs> you coming up. <laughs> All right, have a good night. Oh, man, man, you guys keep asking to come on. Saeed, what's up? Hey, Kirk, how you doing? I'm good. Good, good, good. One, I guess, kind of feel-good moment. Um, I don't know if you watched the post-game interview with Dodo, um, but he was talking about how um, 
he loves how much trust Luca has in him. Like, because I think the two plays before he stepped out of bounds, and then the next play he went and got um, blocked by Gafford, and Luca still trusted him. That's one thing that it's less of hate on KP, but just this the current team that's out there. I don't know if Luca just trusts them more or what what it is, but just the fact that he's willing to give it up in the late game, um, and just just that overall trust that he sees in him. I, I don't know what it is, but it's a good. It, it, I, I liked how um, I liked how he was so trusting, for lack of better terms, today. I did too. I did too, and I wish you know. I, I hope when Porzingis comes back, there's there's something there with him. Uh, they have really nice offensive chemistry. It's just sometimes in the fourth quarter things go wonky where they put KP in the corner as opposed to letting them run the high screen roll. And I, I can't shake the feeling that they just want to avoid having tape. But I don't care. Like, how do you – you can't guard a porzingis Luca pick and pop. You, you can't do it. It's, it's unguardable. So, I, I don't I'm, – exactly. I'm, I'm just really glad that they, that they got the W. Yep, and the whole, like, the, the whole tape thing is – it's kind of – the tape part won't matter if you don't make it in the, into the tournament in general. Um, sure. But – and then also, um, and I said this a little bit earlier in the chat, maybe work in KP um, – I know we've been trying to, at the beginning of every game, they try to work him in the post and just try to get him going there. Maybe flip it the other way around, work him from out to in, um, for lack of better terms, make him a supercharged maxi at the beginning of games, get his deep, get his shots hitting, and then let him drive when people uh, try to charge at him at, at the rim afterwards. I'd love to do something. So. Yeah, that's all I got. Thanks. Thanks for hopping on. No problem. All right, coming up next, we're going to speed through folks. Ike, what's up? Oh, I have made it. I have made it. Uh, great win. Uh, Kirk, I just want to say, like, I think we're kindred, uh, kindred spirits because every time I listen to Mass Moneyball podcast, you convey my exact thoughts and frustrations in losses and wins. So uh, big fan and, and really uh, excited to be a part of this. Just a couple of things. Um it was obviously uh, a good win, but I'm glad that you uh, point out, I guess, the play of Brunson. I mean, he's obviously been very important to us this season, but I think it highlights the fact that a lot of a lot of people criticize Doncic for his, I guess, quote unquote, heliocentric play. But it's because he's the only legitimate playmaker that we have on the team. Yeah. And I wouldn't count Brunson as a playmaker because, like you said, and it's very it's just very evident he's a ball stopper. Um, of course, we appreciate and we need, you know, some of that aggression. But there's times like within the flow of the game, we need the ball to be moving. And a lot of times he just gets tunnel vision going one off four on a fast break, if you will. And yeah, just shot. It, it's, it's really frustrating. So um, but, you know. And I guess uh, another point is uh, my man's, I think his name was Jason, that says he's still on uh, Richardson Island. I would say that I'm in the boat trying to row away, so to speak. <laughs> um, and and I understand everybody's frustration with Richardson. I mean, he has been bad, but I, I do I still appreciate and, and know that we need his defensive energy because that's still there, right? And it's like you said, I, I feel um, that Carlisle and the coaching staff, they don't really like utilize him 
uh, well enough as far as his abilities and basically just unleash him. You know, I, I think it's <laughs> one of my frustrations with our defenses. I feel like it is not aggressive enough a lot of times, you know, yes. part of that could be the philosophy as far as the drop coverage, but it's just not an, the, the aggression that we need at times. You know, you can even see it um, with your own eyes with the way we foul and things of that sort. But I, I think we, we it's, it's going to be a balancing act because we can't just completely like, you know, send him completely to the doghouse and bench him because we're going to need him. Yep. So, you know, the hope is, is that he can somewhat, you know, work through it. And it's like you said, maybe, you know, how we're casting him in is maybe, uh, uh, you know, a cause for how he's playing. Um, but we can't, you know, totally just be like F him, you know, we're going to need yeah. him for this playoff run. So hopefully he gets out of it. But of course, you know, in tight games, if, if you ain't got in, you're doing these 360 spins that <laughs> going off the backboard. Yeah. You're going to have to take a seat. So, uh, but good win. And, you know, again, I hope we can get our act together against Sacramento because those losses really piss me the F off. <laughs> but you, we're going to be so excited if they beat the Kings tomorrow. And how yeah. lame is that? Like we're going to be exactly. excited that they beat the Kings, the Kings who got beat by the jazz. Like they stole something the other day. Right. And, and we I, have, trouble. yeah. But I think that I think that brings up another good point is that and, and you've highlighted this as well, is that, um, you know, we, we have to get off to better starts. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, you could feel good about this game because it got off to such a great start in the first quarter. And again, I know it's a long season and, you know, NBA professional basketball, it's difficult and stuff like that. And we can hold, you know, our, our team to, to very elevated standards. But, you know, the effort to come out with, I mean, that can really set the tone for the entire game. And we know that, you know, basketball is a game of runs. But if you get out to that great start, I mean, I, I think they're still undefeated when they uh, win the first quarter. Yes, they are. Um, they're so, also you know, 32 and two if they have a 10 point lead at any point in a game. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, man. And I just want to make one more point, and it's about <laughs> Finney Smith. Um, great shot. Um, and I've been with you as far as the feeling, as far as that he's been really overextended. You know, we cast him as you know, a defensive stopper, and that's just not what he is. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, we kind of proved that. But, um, again, you know, kudos to the coaching staff for being able to develop him. But um, I, I still feel like, you know, in the offseason, that's going to be something that we need to address is uh, really upgrading that spot. But you can see the value in Finney Smith. And it, it goes beyond simply, like, of course, he needs to make open shots, but he just needs to be a threat. I think that's kind of the biggest frustration a lot of times is that, you know, um, in, in losses, you can check the box score and he's taken like maybe five or six shots. We're going to need him to actually be a threat on the floor. Um, so, yeah, but thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for coming up. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, coming up next, Brett. What's up, Brett? Oh, hello. Can you hear me? I can. You sound good. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think Finney Smith had a good game. Um, it, it felt with Richardson, at least, like, obviously, I feel like he takes too many shots in lots of games, but I, it felt like they almost made, like, a concerted effort during, like, the first and second quarters to, like, get him shots. Yes. And, which, which I mean, it may, like, at least at the level that, like, the Wizards have been a bad defensive team for, you know, most of the year. Not this, not this, the most recent month. But I right. think I think I think the coaching staff felt 
you know, where you can get him some shots, maybe get, again, try to play him out of the funk. Um, but but I, I think while I would like to see him get less minutes and have his offensive role, like, reduced, I do think that at this point in the season, I think other people have mentioned this as well, but, um, but like, having him not start would be too much of, like, a like for his confidence. Yeah, like, I, it I, becomes I, a story when they don't want a story like, about it. Like, that's something that, they, that, sh- that should have happened, like, a, a month or two ago. Um, and then, you know, hopefully, you know, if he plays better, you know, maybe he regains his role in the starting rotation or something, but in the starting lineup, but I just feel like, yeah, yeah at this point, you know, he's, 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 he's already like struggling so much. Um, but yeah. And then I know overall, I, I was pretty confident, like in, in the win, like even like the beginning of the first quarter, I mean, not, not the first quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter, um, when Luca made a couple shots, I was like more confident than I feel like I should have been, you know, down whatever they were, eight points at that point. Um, but, but yeah, I don't have that much to say actually at this point. Um, people have gone over a lot, but yeah, that's everything. No, Great it's way. good. I'm glad. I'm glad people come up and talk because uh, remember the whole point of this thing is I don't have anybody in my life other than my wife and my child <laughs> to talk basketball to, so it's nice to just like talk hoops with people. So thanks for coming up. All right, coming up next, Jordan. You've been waiting forever. Thanks, Jordan. Hey, no problem. Uh, so my first thing that I want to point out is that uh, Ray Finney Allen was absolutely incredible tonight. <laughs> like, just, there's, it was incredible. Um, and then Maxie also was, like, incredible in the first half. And then, obviously, they didn't play him uh, in the second half because they went with uh, Luca at the forward. And I actually think that might be his future. Um, I just kind of wonder if maybe we can get another ball handler. Because um, I thought that's who Josh was going to be. I mean, that's certainly like, how Luca was used overseas. Like, Luca was like exactly. the veteran X Factor. He was the Kyrie Irving to, you know, Kyrie Irving in 2016 role. Like, that's what Luca was. And he's simply too good for that now, but... They need uh, that's kind of the train that I've gotten on where they need to get his usage down some and he needs to do different things. I mean, I do need him to stop standing like 45 feet away from the basket when he doesn't have the ball. Like I need him to like <laughs> move around some, but I, that that's, I agree with you. That's, that's, I think the future as well. Well, I kind of think like almost like a Larry bird, like he can still control the ball most of the time, but he needs mm-hmm. to get off ball. So, um, and like, I thought that was the idea with Josh, but like, like you've said, over and over again, he's like so in his head. He, I mean, he was looking at the out of bounds line and he just walked across it. Like, yeah. I, I don't even understand what was going on there because um, he's just so in his head. And then, like, you know, everybody, you, they were talking about that little push shot he does. The way that I would describe it is almost like it's like a sky hook, but his arm's going the wrong direction. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so uncomfortable to watch. Um, yeah. And so I think that there's been uh, an awful lot of uh, Porzingis slander tonight for someone. Not who's as not, much as I would have uh, thought. Playing. No, it took like 45 minutes. It took that's a while. True. Like everybody was, <laughs> that's really how I judge these things. Cause like the longer they go, the more the hardcore people hang out and the pissier we get win or lose. <laughs> it's just kind of the mood. It's just like a sports bar right. argument where it's like by the end of it, everybody's like, ah, fuck all these guys. <laughs> but 
like for for someone who didn't play, that's kind of surprising. I I do think that uh, I saw a stat today that like so Anthony Davis has missed like thirty five games and he's missed twenty three. Like yep. he's missed, you know, he's missed a ton of games, and with with how close together the games are right now. Um, it's not even that he's missed a ton of time. It's just like right. every time he's out, he misses like three games instead of one. Yep. And so it's really hard for me to judge him too harshly. However, if he doesn't show up. That perspective is needed. Yeah. If he doesn't show up in the playoffs, like I'm with you guys. But I think that maybe for just, you know, what what do we have, like three more weeks until the playoffs or four, whatever it is. Yeah. Like maybe like hold off just a little bit. But if, you know. Game three of the playoffs, if it's still like this, like I'm, I'm with you guys. Sure. No, I, I, that perspective is good. I, I appreciate that, Jordan. Um, you got anything else? No, I think that's all. All right. Thanks for hanging out as always. Thank you. All right. Got Anthony. Anthony, hey. you've been waiting. How are you? Hey, can you hear me? I can. Awesome. So I think after it's nice game, I feel like Trey Burke has pr- proved that he deserves at least a few minutes per game? I don't, you know, I'm at least super glad that when, like, the, the the professionalism that it takes to sit on the bench for 36 minutes and come in ready to play is very undervalued. And I, I don't know if he'll ever be a regular rotation guy because with the other guards that they have, like, the Burke Brunson minutes suck if you go look at the data. It's, it. That's why they went away from it. But if he, you know, if he can come in and play spurts where they can steal minutes now and again, I think that that it's at least worth trying. You know, I get very frustrated. I've inadvertently like kicked the crap out of Burke or uh, of Brunson tonight. But I get very frustrated when I see good shooters playing with Brunson that aren't Timmy because they just don't get the ball enough. Um and and so you know Burke kind of playing out there unless he's handling the ball himself he's he's not going to get shots because they don't come in the flow uh so I I you know if, if they can get a few minutes here and there while while uh Redick rehabs or if you know Redick's out for whatever part you know if they can get him you know five six minutes you know, in three to four minute bursts twice a game I wouldn't hate it certainly yeah I agree whenever like Jalen Brunson feels off I feel like Traper could do better. He he has the same de- defensive liability as Brunson, but mm-hmm. he also sometimes will pass the ball. He doesn't have the tunnel vision as Brunson. Right. Uh, another cool. thing was Maxi got his uh, season high tonight. I think that was overlooked. He played very good. It was like all in the first half. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was in the first half, and if he played some of the fourth, he probably could have broke his career high. It's a good point. You're right. We've not talked about that at all. So I'm glad Maxie exists. When Maxie hits shots, things feel better because his shot, you know, uh, Isaac Harris showed his kind of three-point progression uh, over his career, and it's ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm just enjoying it. So, you know, not much more to it at this point other than hope that it holds and hope he doesn't look like he do, did against the Clippers last year where he was washed. So. And uh, one more thing. I feel like the Mavericks have finally learned how to catch lobs again because that first quarter with Powell and Luke Hallstein got, like, Luke, like, five assists just off lobs. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, and Willie deserves, you know, we, we we're kicking him earlier because he won't just go up with shots. But compared to what he was doing in the first part of the season where he was shooting like 66% on dunks, and that's hard to do. Like, that's, that's Andre Drummond-like. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm really – that's a good point, and I'm glad that they do it because that vertical element loosens things up so much for the Mavericks offense. It's really important. Yeah, okay, thank you. Refreshing to watch oh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming up. Thanks, Matt. All right. Last but not least, Matt, what's up? Hey, I'm going to try to be pretty quick because I can normally be pretty rambly. Um, and it's like, um, one, Dorian is over 40% for the whole season now. He's at 40.02 for the season on threes. So not just since the, uh, since the birth of his son. Uh, they did, Zach Lowe did an article earlier this year on Miles Bridges or Mikael Bridges talking about three and D and D guys, guys that aren't just three and D, but can also drive. And he mentioned that essentially at that point, you just become a good player. But I think we saw today Dorian is trying to stretch into that. He's not there yet. Like I'm still a little cringy whenever he takes off, but it is an important element of his game to be able to do more than just shoot, um, which obviously the shooting is good. As far as the defense, he's a wing. It's not his fault that we ask him to guard point guards. If we ask KP to guard De'Aaron Fox and people like that, he would get cooked all the time too. It's not, and I mean, he gets cooked on his own. But it's not his fault that we have him guard the wrong position. Um, Also, I really liked early in the game that we had a lot more movement. We had a specific set that I saw that I have not seen from us before. We ran a Luca and Willie Cauley-Stein pick and roll where Cauley-Stein, instead of going into a flat roll, he turned and set a a weak side screen for Tim Hardaway Jr., who then rolled to the rim and got a lob, which I just really like it when we do stuff that's more creative than screen and roll with three people standing still. That was really cool. And the polar opposite of that play was at the end of the third quarter when Jalen Bunsen drove and kicked Willie Cauley-Stein for Yes. <laughs> yeah, that I was I was not a fan of that play at all. Like I get that he's open, but at some point there's a you're open for a reason. Yeah. Um like like the other team's not guarding you. Uh it's it sounds crazy to say this because he had twenty assists, but the reason Luca only had one turnover today is that he made the early simple pass a bunch today. Like he had a whole bunch and some of them were it sounds really strange to say this, but he basically he was involved in the hockey assist and the the final assist. Like, he would start a chain reaction, and then it would get back to him, and he would still make the final assist where he was the last guy to touch it. But, like, it helped so much. And I think part of it is that the, the Wizards actually did us a favor. The token pressure that they were doing, it, it made us do a lot of stuff where Luca wasn't just dribbling the ball up. And I, I just like our offense better when he doesn't just dribble and then stand at the the logo until there's 12 seconds left and then run a pick and roll. I mean, Me too. It's an effective offense, and I get why we do it, but it's it can't be fun for everyone else. And it it just I, it takes a lot out of him. Um, there's just a lot of stuff like that. And then the last thing, uh, you know, the Hawks guy that says that Maxi has it in his contract not to rebound. Oh yeah. I have decided that uh, we are secretly still playing Josh Richardson to give Luca an extra chance to get offensive rebounds <laughs> because of all of the shots that he misses. But 
on the more on the more serious note with Josh Richardson, really what I think it is, is that we try to run an essentially Mori ball offense where we run the super efficient threes and layups and very little mid range. Right. And Josh Richardson, his natural skill set is to do a ton of mid range. And so I think that a lot of what's happened is he is trying to change. Like you, he's played basketball his whole his whole life for one way, a certain he, way. He's right. trying to go away from that in a season where we had very little practice time. And when you look at it that way, like that makes him think. And everybody that's played a sport and everything, the more you are thinking as opposed to reacting and just playing is bad. And so I do think it would do him some good to run on the last, like to run some non-Luca minutes and just where the the goal of the offense might be Josh Richardson get an off-the-dribble, you know, thunder. Is that you fading or me? That might help get him going. Uh, it might be me. Um, the last thing I got, and then whether it's fading or not. There you go. Uh, Trey Burke, he's starting to remind me a ton of late career Daryl Armstrong, which he's super quick. He's trying on defense. He doesn't really care if he fouls because he's not going to get enough minutes that he can really get into foul trouble. But right. he's just being an irritant. Like I think he's they've taught him that that is his way to minutes, is to just you know get up into people, go try try to be an aggressive defender. And it's working. I like it. I mean, me too. I don't. I think he's the new JJ Barea, and that he's a breaking case of emergency. Like, not a just. I I don't think that he just needs to be in the rotation. I think it's a game like tonight where we hit a lull. They were out energying us, and then, you know, hey, let's throw him out there and see if he can bring some energy, which he did. But I don't think that means that he needs to get minutes every night. Me either. Well, I'm glad it, it, this is the depth that they thought they had, but it's kind of just showing up now. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to go to bed because it's now one in the morning, but this has been fun as always. Um, I'll do another one of these tomorrow night. Probably not as long as this one just because I have work on Monday, but tomorrow I get to go to tomorrow. I get to sleep in, uh, which probably means something past like eight o'clock. <laughs> Everybody be good. This has been Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy slash After Dark, whatever you want to call it. Talk to you guys uh, in a few hours.